G'day, Sean and Anthony here. Uh, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Tell us what you really think. We're just going to cover off on reviews of different uh, financial services, apps, technology, articles, services, and products. We think there's a lot of uh, a lot of bullshit marketing out there at the moment, and the reality is we can see through a lot of it. We deal with these products on a daily basis with our clients, although this is going to be completely unbiased and completely unsponsored. It's just our general opinions based on our financial experience. We think we can add a lot of value and you can do a lot of research through this podcast on different things that you're considering to help you and your financial well-being. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back, Anthony. Thank you. Uh, episode four this week, uh, we're here to, we will start off by a week, we're here to celebrate. There's been some big changes here in 14 Northumberland Street, South Melbourne. Certainly has. Uh, we got haircuts <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> we, we look uh, fresh, fresh, ready to go. Ready to, uh, ready to hit it. So uh, the barbershop that we go to around the corner here, um, they were pretty excited about opening the doors again after I think it was a five and a half mm. week. Yeah. Uh, rest uh, against their against their their wants and against their will, if you uh, if you have to say it like that. But it was good to see them back. Um, a lot of banter in there. It was good a uh, good feel. Um, they're doing things a little bit differently mm. with their because they got a couple of shops. That's right. right. Are they rotating through? Yeah, I think they're doing. Um, so they've got obviously a, a shitload of barbers that fill you know twelve, thirteen chairs or whatever. Mm. And I think they're bringing them back on a rotating roster so that they're just using one shop at this point. Yeah. Um, then they'll see. Obviously, there's going to be a resurgence of uh, activity for this couple of weeks because yeah. everyone's walking around with uh, dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I look like a microphone head myself for a while there. <laughs> Um, my, my beard's gone So yeah. I was growing a beard And I was going to grow it To the point where I wasn't going to shave Until the pubs opened Yes That was looking like It was going to be Getting a little bit uh, A little bit scary by then So yeah. my beard's gone um, yeah. I, I shaved that off After I completed A pretty uh, a pretty big feat Last week um, Timely with the uh, With the, the COVID rest And the pubs And everything being closed I was able to get stuck Into some training And completed a 100k run from Insane. the Spirit of Tasmania to the end of the road in Portsea. So me and a couple of boys from uh, from Freedom did that uh, last week, which was pretty uh, it was pretty insane, but it was good to have that done and mark that momentous occasion with uh, with clipping the beard off. So that, here we are. Yep. No, I was going to say, it's, I, I, I get tired even thinking about driving to Portsea. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how you ran it. You well, crazy I won't be cat. doing it again, I'll tell you that. Um, but... Here we are. Um, good to see a couple of other small businesses coming back. So obviously mm. we're in South Melbourne. Uh, yes. We get the, a couple of the cafes we go to all the time. We've been sharing it around again now because mm. a few of them have, have opened their doors, which is good to see. Still doing uh, takeaway and all yeah. that sort of thing. It's good to just get out of the office and when we are in the office, being able to just get a breather and it felt like it was cabin fever for, for a while there, whether you're working from home or working from the office. Yeah. Now, it's starting to just see those uh, those little uh, little perks of life. Uh, Coming company. back. Yeah. yeah. And you were saying the market, um, it's, it's, it's pretty busy. Like the market, yeah. it's not exactly that easy to get into because I think yes. it's got a massive line you got to wait for if you want to go down to the meat section. Um, that's yeah. obviously one of the, the crowd. It's always crowded. Yes. Um, they've got a pretty pretty uh, strict rules around the line up to get in there. Yeah. But at the same time, a lot of the little, the smaller vendors on the outside of the market, they've come back as mm. well. Yeah, definitely. It's it's starting to pump again around South Melbourne, which is which is good to see. That's not, why not, we moved here. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's good that we're starting to see a little bit of uh, light at the end of the tunnel. For sure, for sure. And obviously we're not going to get ahead of ourselves, but one of the big things that we've also noticed is the businesses that are coming back, we don't know what they've come back for. 
We don't yes. know whether they've come back because they have to come back and begin to trade to, to have a chance of survival. Obviously, we're not going to ask them those personal questions mm-hmm. about their, their financials, but it'd be really interesting to know because we've probably seen a fairly significant failure in the, the government-backed or the government port par, or was it partially guaranteed yep. small business uh, lending products that were launched. Yeah. Um, I don't know, what were they launched? Seven weeks ago or something, six weeks yeah. ago? And I haven't seen, although we... Uh, as qualified finance providers weren't allowed to do them. We just had to refer the customer to the bank. Yes. And they would deal directly with the business banking team. Yes. But I haven't seen the, – the couple that I've seen get approved mm-hmm. have been approved for a pittance, yeah. like $20,000. And it might get them through a week or two. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. What was the scheme? The scheme was up to – two hundred. Yeah, 250000 with the option to defer the repayments for the first six months. Um, interest rates range between, I think it was 4.5% and 13%, uh, and it sounded quite good, mm. but, um, and, and we've spoken about this previously, after the six months the rep- when the repayments kick in, it's a completely different story because those businesses in some cases may not be, uh, they might be operational, but they might have the cash flow uh, not up to the point where they're hoping to get it to, and then those repayments will kick in after that. And then what are you going to do, yeah? Yeah. What What were the – I think we said the repayments were somewhere between eight and, eight and $11,000 mm, a yeah. month. Yeah, it was right up there. It was, it was, I think it averaged at about eleven when we did some – uh, analysis with all the banks, yeah, uh, for, for the two full two fifty, yeah, and and eleven grand a month in repayments over that short period is is going to crush any small business mm, for sure. It's, it's not going to help. No, um, that's the equivalent to a couple of people worth wages or something like that. Yeah, and it's hard to hard to see how the businesses that needed it most are going to recover to a point where they're going to be able to to make and commit to those repayments for the next two and a half years. So if we put it like that, and that. Has that 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 concept failed? I mm. think it failed the it failed the people that were running these businesses, and the accountants that we work with on a daily basis all came back and said the same thing. Yeah, and then I put a post on LinkedIn last week about it, and I basically just said, "Hey, is anyone else um, seeing the the the?" No one's getting approved for these loans. Yeah, the we, pe- we thought, is there something wrong here? Is yeah. there something we're not advising the clients correctly? Or yeah. is there a way to go about it? Yeah, and there was, <laughs> but everyone else came back on, on that post. And that said, was a yeah, big post, yeah. We've seen the exact same thing happen, which is obviously what got us talking about it more. Um, we've, we've not really seen any success stories out of that product. No. We've seen people take, um, take other, other avenues and other paths and, and go and you know, releasing equity from their properties and that sort of thing, which seemed... Um, obviously, you're trying to encourage them to say, "All right, if you do take out your thirty, forty, or fifty k, or eighty k, whatever you need, making sure you don't then go and pay that off over thirty years, because yes. that's obviously not going to be a very good solution either." Um, but looking at um, looking at anything else that we've seen in that particular product space, because mm. the only other big change was the fact that smaller lenders were now approved to offer that product. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. What what really interested me was how the government and the banks got it like so wrong. The government came out with and, and some of their announcements have been phenomenal and what they've been able to offer. But that one in particular, they came out and said, Yep, yeah, we've got two hundred fifty thousand dollar loan. We're gonna offer these, we're gonna uh, half of it's gonna be guaranteed by the government, we're gonna look after you. But you've got banks and banks were like they're they're risk adverse. Mm. And they um, they said, Yeah, we'll look at historical data, but it was uh, not looked at favourably and, and those applications for a lot of clients are still going weeks yeah. weeks down with no resolution, but they're looking at a completely different lens 
mm. about how they're going to approve these things. It just, yeah, end up being a dog's breakfast. Well, so um, the, you, just, you just made a point that the turnaround times, right, they blew out. So some of them uh, are sitting at four or five weeks to yes. even be assessed. And that's some of them are four weeks to even get put in front of an assessor. Yes. So you've got... Imagine if you were a business in those really hard hit um, industries like your retail, your hospitality, um, tourism, so yes. on and so forth. If you're in those industries and you've applied, four weeks has passed, and then they start to make these changes to to relax some of the laws around it. You've nearly committed your entire period of pain to that one application, and then only the new lenders or the smaller lenders or the second tier lenders that have come out now with the ability to give these loans mm. with the government. Um, guarantee at 50%, they can turn them around in three or four days, but it's almost like they're too late to the party. Yeah. So the, the, the solution still hasn't really been provided. No. Um, but on the um, – we spoke about it just before we, we hit record. You were talking about the commercial uh, the commercial mm. space. And yeah. And that has made pretty significant changes, um, and I reckon that's probably going to be uh, – as a result of all the small businesses not being able to get help. Yeah, correct. So once again, banks being uh, adverse to risk and making sure they're protecting their, 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 their business and their, I guess their shareholders, which they need to uh, account for, is they're looking at the commercial sector of the market. They're saying, oh, you know, we, we don't really want to lend to these, uh, especially commercial investors that are wanting to buy a commercial property. But those tenants look, they may have ceased trading have just started, like the barber, mm. or they could be other businesses that still don't know where that light is at the end of the tunnel for them. Mm. That could be a concern. So a lot of the banks, and, and you know, we definitely won't go into naming those banks in particular, but they're saying, oh, look, we don't want to take a shot here of lending to these clients because we're not sure of what happens. Even though commercial lending is geared at 60 70%, um, the LVR and the, I guess, the risk to the bank is lower than residential property, mm. which you can gear up to 90%, 95 um, But, yeah, it's just interesting to see they're taking a broad brush view on it when you should probably look at that in in isolation of that scenario when that client might be well asset-backed or yeah. that could be a good client to lend to. Yeah, so it should definitely be that individual customer, not blanket rules uh, applicable to the entire space. Yeah. Um, so what were you? would you suggest that? The, the reason they're sort of pulling back from here is because they're not they're worried about the tenant or are they worried about the investor? I'd say the tenant yeah. is the major concern, not knowing their outlook and if they're actually paying rent or if they're going to be turning around to the uh, landlord tomorrow and saying, oh, I need to put a, ho- a hold in a moratorium yeah, yeah. on those lease commitments and they can't get kicked out. Mm. So they've got six months to actually – they're allowed not to pay that. Uh, but then at the other side, obviously, that might be capitalised or they might have to make those repayments. But that's the unknown. Isn't commercial lease is generally a lot longer than a residential lease anyway? Yeah. Yeah, look, uh, three, four, five years, up to ten years. But there's, so there's a lo- it should like, be a longer term. Uh, you're giving them a 15-year f- loan term or a 20-year loan term and you're basing your decision for a customer that's fit to borrow right now on an environment that's been re- reasonably short-lived and I'd imagine will be short-lived in the scale of a 15-year loan term. Correct. You'd like to think that COVID's not going to be around for 15 years. <laughs> uh, and by the way, this is the last time we're doing anything COVID-relating on this, on this podcast, apart from the next one with our uh, special guest we'll, we'll announce later in the podcast. But, um, but yeah, look, it's, it's a... 
look, let's hope the things when things improve um, and it gets back to normal ending because I put this in the same category as the Royal Commission in terms of it's it's just all over the place. Mm. Le- you know, decisions are being made on the run. We're seeing a lot of changes to policies daily. Mm. Um, yeah, let's hope it's a more long-term approach, but right now it's a real short-term. Yeah, it's all yeah. knee-jerk. It's all yeah. knee-jerk reactions to... To um, I don't even know who's advising some of these knobbers because if you look at if you look at one of the policies again we won't won't worry about naming individual banks because I'm sure they'll clean up their act once it's all sort of mm. passed but one of them made an announcement that they will not will not lend to any self-employed person full stop industry doesn't matter yeah. um, individual customer circumstances does not matter will not lend to them above eighty percent for a residential purchase or yeah. refinance. Yeah, that's that's that you're, was an interesting one. You're closing doors to some some of the strongest customers in the country. Yeah, um, and it's just way too blanket. But anyway, the good thing is that now that there is a lot more optimism around, yes. there is a lot more confidence, um, and that's probably shown by the amount of people that we've we've been seeing coming through the door with pre-approvals. Yeah, that's that's been interesting. Like we've probably mentioned, we've seen a lot of activity around the refinance market for the last couple of months, two mm. three months, and. That's just at the back of some really attractive interest rates, and um, but now we're starting to see those purchases that were maybe in the market before COVID wanting to get back in, or people seeing that this is a good time to be buying mm. with a limited pool of buyers mm. that are that are around. So yeah. it's it's what what have you seen? Yeah, just the number of pre-approvals and the urgency that people are coming back. Mm. So three weeks ago, four weeks ago, they were saying, "Oh, look, I want to maybe think about getting a pre-approval. I might just see see what happens over the next couple of weeks." All those guys are now coming back saying, "Shit, quick, put it in place now. I, w- I want to be ready now." Yeah, um, and we're hoping that they want to go to lenders that don't have enormous turnaround times because some blown out a little bit. But yeah, at the same time, to have that activity and to have those consumers come back and say, "Yeah, we want to go. We want to go. We want to go now." Yes, that's obviously super. Uh, encouraging um, mm. evidence for for the for the real estate market. I don't know. I don't have a personal opinion yet as to what's going to happen for the real estate market in 2020. I don't. I yeah. honestly could not tell you. I think there's still way too many variables that could impact it for good and bad. But as far as what we're seeing, just from our exposure to our customers, looks like they they're pretty keen to to get in. And yeah. um, in fairness, most of mine are home buyers. Okay. A lot of mine are home yep. buyers. They want to get out and buy their own place. Yeah, as sure. As opposed to people buying a, a first or second investment or whatever. Yeah. And Yours? A, even speaking to agents, so just getting a feel for what they're seeing, especially off the restrictions loosening with, I believe, up to 10 people can attend open houses now. Yeah, is, are auctions open again? They outdoor I, auctions? I believe yeah. so. There's limitations on the numbers, don't yeah, quote yeah. me. but. I did read that I think it was up to 10 people in opens and maybe 10 people go in and out and then another 10 people after that. So mm. they're starting to see a lot more inquiry, even just in this last to week. Sell, to to sell, sell properties, a yeah, yeah. lot more inquiries from buyers to be interested in properties. Mm. Um, and they're, yeah, they're getting uh, a lot more activity in, and, yeah, a couple of the agents said, no, we're, we're flat stick again. So that's encouraging to see on, in the micro level um, that there's that activity coming back. So we, we, we could definitely see a lot more activity moving forward than what we did previously. Yeah. Um, so that's that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yep. Uh, what else, Sean? What are, just in terms of some of those policies that we're seeing, um, it's good to see um, even though in the commercial space there's a lot more challenges, in the residential space it's interesting that – I just want to mention that we're seeing JobKeeper is being accepted. Yeah. So – They've been um, pretty quick to – to realise that, well, 
Is it? It's because the, the JobKeeper payment is only going to be replacing their wage while it's been affected by the situation. Yeah. So worst case scenario, in a couple of months, a few months, if they go back to their normal wage, it's still going to be back to the normal wage. Yeah. I don't see what their hesitation would be in accepting that. The government's a reasonably reliable payer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's but it's yeah it's good that banks have uh, seen that. So that's been a positive. For a lot of content, we've had a couple of clients that literally in the middle of uh, they had purchased, they'd lost their job, but settlement was coming up. And now with JobKeeper, banks, Bank, a couple of banks have gap. said, yep, no, nah, we'll accept that as long as we can confirm a few things, you know, obviously that they're still employed, that they're going to be returning to work when it's available. But that's been a, a real po- uh, positive for our consumers yeah, awesome. out there. So there's some, they're starting to see some some good signs in, in the finance market, even though some banks have done some interesting things, things. Yeah, yeah yeah and i reckon there's going to be a big big rally for new business with um with more uh in, so there's still margin banks still have margin in their rates you can yeah. tell because if they're all let's say they're all paying a similar amount for their for their dollars yes there is still a reasonably big disparity between one bank to the next yeah. on let's just say whether it was a variable rate or a fixed rate or whatever there's still a lot of margin in there that yeah. there is there is flexibility so um I think there is going to be a big rally for for new business once things do so, sort of smooth out a little bit over the next couple of months or however long it takes. Mm. They're going to be pretty hungry for for new business in the refinance market. So yep. that'll be another um, not battle that we'll uh, we'll end up having to deal with. But it'll just be making sure that people are getting the right education, not being outsmarted by pretty clever marketing, which yes. has been the challenge over the last couple of months because yep. everyone's getting everyone's getting uh, getting these carrots dangled in front of them yep. for all of these super sharp rates and they ring up and ask why their rate isn't at you know two oh nine or two one nine and they don't realise that all those rates are advertised at fixed rates. Yes. That's so the, that's that's good to know. And it doesn't give you the flexibility that you need compared to variable rates. No, not for certain people. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see how they tackle that. Yes, um, but again, there's 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 going to be there's going to be different things that we can do to, to look after that at the time. Yeah, good. So, Sean, tell us about uh, podcast number five. What podcast number five. Store? Well, we uh, it should have been number four. Uh, yeah. we, we began to we began to record it on uh, on the weekend, just gone. However. Um, there was some construction going on next door. They decided to use a jackhammer all day. So we tried, <laughs> we tried to get it done in their breaks and we tried to ask them politely to uh, let us complete it. But we've got um, the man, the myth, Andrew Morello on. So he's going to come and talk to us and uh, we'll go through his full introduction and his, uh, his list of accomplish- yeah. accomplishments as long as your arm. <laughs> um, Absolutely. No, it's exciting to have the great man here and he brings a lot of energy to the room. He does. And he brought a lot of energy <laughs> to the room. But it was just, uh, yeah, it was just a take-two situation. We couldn't get the man to shut off the, uh, the jacket. Yeah. So he's back in uh, tomorrow to record it and we should have it up uh, later this week or next week, which would be Excellent. awesome. So make sure you tune in to hearing about the great man, what he's involved in, some of the projects he's involved in overseas and here and his outlook on life, which is generally pretty positive, but um, get, his, get his thoughts on, on the world. Yeah, for sure. It'll hopefully be a uh, much more positive episode than uh, than the than the previous ones with the uh, negative talk about the COVID, and Absolutely. we hope that the one after that has even less to do with uh, with COVID and everything. We'll, we will be phasing this out. <laughs> Absolutely, there's plenty of other things to to speak about, and um, we look forward to sharing it. Indeed, good stuff. See you, mate.